What is up, everybody? Again, Michael again on another solo episode. Welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, and we appreciate you joining uh, once again. I sneezed really hard <laughs> right before I hit record, and uh, apparently got to catch my breath here. Sean is still out. You guys, uh, you guys, uh, throw up a prayer for him and his family and uh, we'll keep that going and uh, today is a very cool day it's Barack Obama's birthday he turned 60 today let's rap about it happy recording day Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So today, um, Barack Hussein Obama turns um, 60 and, you know, you may not have liked him uh, and that's okay. I think it's cool that uh, he was still the first black president and that he, uh, I hope he did his best. (laughs) I'm not going to talk shit today. None at all whatsoever. I'm actually going to uh, come to his defense in this podcast. So if you don't want to hear anything, uh, you know, in defense of uh, Obama, you can go ahead and turn this off and uh, just skip to the end. Whatever. Um, I've got some other stuff to talk about after this that I think is important. So maybe just fast forward. uh I don't know. Give me uh, 20 minutes to to uh, maybe less than that. Just roll with me. So he's turning 60, right? Turned 60 today. And uh, he's throwing this wonderful outside birthday party, outdoor birthday party that, amazingly enough, <laughs> he didn't invite me for some dumb reason. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but it's outside at uh, Martha's Vineyard and so I'm I'm reading this and I'm thinking that my first thought was dude that's awesome cool uh, but of course there's a little bit of clickbait and I, I of course put this in the show notes but uh, USA Today they titled it Barack Obama's 60th birthday bash everything we know including COVID protocols now, listen, I, I've said it over and over again. I am completely COVID fatigued at this point. I'm I'm exhausted uh, talking about it, having to deal with it, having to live through it. Um, just the same as everyone else. Uh, but here's the thing. Apparently, he's getting a lot of people talking shit about him 
because they they're basically hating on the fact that he uh, is willing to celebrate his 60th birthday, which is a great milestone, by the way, uh, with a bunch of friends and family. Now, we don't know how many people are going to be there. Uh, we're not privy to the guest list. It, it'll probably come out after the fact. You know, who knows? But people are talking shit, saying that this is a, a horrible mistake on his part, celebrating his 60th birthday in the middle of a pandemic. And... Uh, so I want to talk about this. Now, many of you know, uh, right before the 4th of July, um, the CDC came out and said, all right, we're at a good spot. You know, we've got pretty much 70% of the U.S. population vaccinated. Um, don't have to worry about wearing masks outdoors. You can go ahead and have an outdoor party for 4th of July. Be with your friends and family. As long as everyone is vaccinated, you're cool. If you're not vaccinated and you want to be safe, you should wear a mask still. They rolled out all these, all this shit, right? And, and basically said, we're at a very good place. And, um, and we can loosen up and have some fun now. Um, as many of you know, you know, you didn't have to wear a mask walking into buildings anymore if you're vaccinated. All of that loosened up. All those restrictions loosened up. Well, the conspiracy hat is coming on right now, so be thou warned. Now we've got this Delta variant that they're saying is, uh, is more easily transmissible than the uh, uh, COVID-19, uh, the, the one that caused this pandemic. So uh, SARS-CoV-2, whatever the technical term is for it. And so now they're saying, well, it's been conflicting science. They're like, well, you know, if, you, uh, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to worry about the Delta variant. You're protected against it. That was the first thing out of Fauci's mouth about it. And then uh, some days later, you know, they're, they're saying, look, we've got all these extra vaccinations. We've got enough to vaccinate the remaining 30% of the U.S. population. And, oh, by the way, we've got so much left over that we're going to start donating to other countries and stuff. We want to get the whole world vaccinated. We're not just going to police the world. We're going to vaccinate the world, too, apparently. Which I've got my own reservations about that. Shit's really getting annoying, to be honest with you. Um, now, just all of a sudden in the last week or so, uh, this Delta variant is so bad that now they're changing the rules again. It's not even been a full month that the restrictions have been, for the most part, lifted. And now we're going back into restrictions because this Delta variant is more potent or more easily transmissible. And now they're encouraging you, even if you have been vaccinated, to go back to wearing your mask. 
go back to your social distancing. Go back to the way things were. Um, even here in Detroit, we're starting to see places um, where they're, they're changing their signs. You know, for a month, their signs have said, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask to walk in, per the CDC guidelines. Now, guidelines have changed within a month. And they're not saying mandatory, you got to put a mask on to come in if you're vaccinated. But they're saying it's preferred that you come in with a mask, even if you're vaccinated. I've seen that sign. Anyway, the point I'm getting to is that the new CDC guidelines are pretty specific. And in that if you're going indoors, you have an indoor parties, indoor gatherings, they're saying you should have on a mask. But outdoor gatherings, you're cool. You still don't have to wear a mask. Um, and so with that being said, or that being the, the fact, why is uh, Uncle Barry getting scrutiny for this party? Nobody knows how many people are going to be there. It could be 10, it could be 1,000. I don't know. I wasn't invited, so I can't tell you. But the cool thing is, like, they're going to test everybody. Everybody has to be tested. And you actually have to submit proof of your negative COVID test in order to be granted entry into the party. So he's ensuring that not only is him and his family safe, but everybody is going to be safe. Everyone has to show a negative test in order to be there. So why, in my opinion, he is being uh, uber responsible, super responsible in trying to celebrate his 60th. And I think it's a really cool thing. And I think that there should be no scrutiny at all. There should be no issues at all. No concerns about transmission if you have been vaccinated and you can produce a negative test. I think that this country has gotten so addicted to the fear pornography that's being touted by the mainstream media and social media out there that everything is under the microscope for, uh, for scrutiny. Everything is being examined and overanalyzed and over-talked about and over-everything so much so that a man turning 60 can't even celebrate with his closest friends and family without somebody getting offended or saying that he's being irresponsible during a pandemic. And I'm just like, come on, dude. I think, I think it's just so much virtue signaling going on in this country right now. And people don't even realize how bad it is. They don't realize how sheepish they're being just marching along. Oh, they said this today. We're good. Oh, the next day they changed their mind. Something new has been discovered. Something new has come up. And now all the science is different. 
All right, let's go back into our hermit stages. I, I, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm rooting the guy on. Like the only thing that he could do to, to, to really disappoint me is to cancel his party because of the social pressure. I think he's doing everything right. I think he's doing everything uh, very wisely, covering all his bases, all his tracks. And frankly, I would do the same thing. You know, if I was high profile like that, I'd be doing the same thing. You know, I test everybody before you can come in. You got to be negative in order to come in. So if you're on the invite list for that month before you show up to get tested, you better do your damnest to uh, <laughs> to keep your social calendar light so that you're not uh, being exposed, you know, with a whole bunch of other people. But that being said, I, you know, it, it got me to thinking as I was reading this article, it got me to thinking about one of the things that this pandemic has taken away from us that I think is very, very sad. Uh, it's the sense of community. For those who have lost it, I really, really feel bad for you. Because you're exactly the person that would be offended about another man celebrating six years of life. You've lost your community. You've lost touch with other people. You've lost connection with people. You've allowed this pandemic to separate you to a point where you've lost that sense of belonging. And trust me, I, I get it. I understand. Uh, it was very, very scary in the beginning for a lot of sheep. It was very, very frightening um, for a lot of people. And listen, if I'm being offensive to you, you know, more power to you, be offended. But uh, frankly, it's sad that we have allowed ourselves to be so separated from one another because of this. And there's been so much hype over vaccinations and staying away from each other. And there's been little to no instruction about how to positively fight this virus in a healthy way, such as getting your fat ass to lose some weight, eating right, taking vitamins, exercising, <laughs> sweating a little bit, getting some sun, getting some vitamin D, getting your zinc, and all the stuff that, that, that helps build a healthy immune system. God gave you an immune system to fight diseases. And there's been little to zero talk from the science community on the necessity of building up your immune system during this time. The only thing they've been saying is wear your mask, keep your hands clean, and stay away from each other. Well, I for one 
you know, I, you know, I did my part and, you know, keeping my distance and, you know, reluctantly not shaking people's hands or giving hugs when I wanted to. And, uh, I did my part in wearing my mask, but I also did my part in working out and taking my vitamins and beefing up my regimen to stay healthy and not get sick during this time. And I'm happy to say that throughout this entire time, I've not gotten sick once. I've not even had a cold, the flu, let alone Corona. And I know a lot of people can't say that, but I'm proud to be able to say that. I feel like I did my job. I did the right thing to protect myself and my family. And um, I refuse to rely on a shot to be my savior. I'd rather take those matters into my own hand and do the, do the right things in order to stay healthy. So that's what I've done. Tried to encourage other people to do the same thing. But hey, when you're addicted to fear porn, nobody wants to hear about what's required to be healthy. I digress. I'm proud of Uncle Barry. I hope he does this. I hope he follows through. I hope he has a blast. I hope he dances with uh, um, homegirl and uh, his wife. I hope he dance with, dances with his daughters. I hope he has a whole lot of fun. I was a little disappointed to hear that um, the president, the current president, uh, Uncle Joey, decided that he wasn't going to show up. He's not going to show up. He said, I'll catch him on the flip side. So maybe we'll see them hanging out, getting coffee somewhere together at some point to celebrate his birthday. But I mean, hey, you guys worked together for eight, eight years. You know, Biden just turned 93, 96, somewhere, something like that. Um, <laughs> and Barack was there for all of his birthdays. But, you know, Barry's turning 60. And Uncle Joey's not going to be there. You know, maybe their relationship is strong enough for him not to feel like that's a slap in the face. I mean, he is busy running the country, right? Not. So anyway, I wanted to talk about why I think just community is so important. One thing that me and the wife did during this whole pandemic is that we we decided that we weren't going to allow the fear to control us, that we were going to establish a bubble, which I know a lot of people did. But we established a bubble early and we kept that bubble. We kept close to that bubble and we didn't really venture out from that bubble at all whatsoever. Um, I mean, I've got family members that I still haven't seen in over a year. Um, but we've kept that bubble close and small and safe uh, as a result. And none of us ever got it. Nobody in our bubble ever got it. Uh, it helped provide for us a sense of community that we refused to lose because of this pandemic. Now, we had our moments where we had to do stuff like grocery shop and go here and go there and do this and do that, you know. We we did our best to stay safe, right? We did the whole thing where we were getting groceries delivered and shit like that. Like, we've talked about all of that stuff. There's always 
chances in certain environments to contract this disease. But we did our best to do things right and to maintain because the importance of community was important enough to us to maintain. And so, God, I wish Sean, I wish you were here so we can bounce off uh, some of these um, ideas about community. But I'm just going to wrap with myself. I'm going to agree with myself and I'm going to give myself a self high five. All right. So one of the biggest things I think is uh, one of the biggest benefits, I think, uh, with community, which, again, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I appreciate Uncle Barry doing this because I feel like he has that sense of community that he doesn't want to lose and that he wants to appreciate and he wants to celebrate with. That's why I think this is a healthy thing that he's doing it. In lieu of that, one of the greatest things that community offers us or provides for us is support, right? Where you get together and you can uh, share experiences and you can talk and you can vent with each other. You can air out your frustrations. You can laugh together, drink together, eat together. That, that level of support is so crucial because you need outside people that, are, that don't live with you. You need those outside people to be there to, to help hold you up when you're freaking down in the dumps. Um, I love my wife, but we don't have the same sense of humor 100% of the time. You know? Um, there's things that she finds funny and entertaining that I don't, and vice versa. I've got a coffee mug <laughs> that were given by my good friends that says, Eat a bag of dicks. I love that coffee mug. I drink out of it all the time. <laughs> I laugh every single time I pull it out. And, you know, the Prez and Kev, I mean, they, you know, they fucked me up with stuff that makes me laugh. I got a mug that says the Black Daniel Boone, or a little tumbler. Hilarious to me. My wife doesn't think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, when you have a, other people outside of the household that you live in, you're able to interact and sometimes in a, just to, to with other people that just makes things just click a little bit better. You need more than just you and your spouse or you, your spouse and your kids. You need other people. You need other people's opinions. I'm going through some stuff with my oldest right now. That's completely new to me. He's about to turn 14. And I kind of have no clue at all where to go from here. I was able to reach out to a neighbor across the street. Who was an extension of our bubble. And his son is 
just two years older or three years older than my son. And he's he was able to give me some perspective and say, well, you know, I went through the same thing with my kid and here's how I handled it. I think you're going to be all right. To have that outside support, because my wife has never been here either with, with the stuff that we're going through. The best we could do is be empathetic for one another and, you know, just be there for one another when we get to vent. But we can't offer each other any advice. We're both going through the same experience blindly together. A community of people helps you, helps support you so that you can get through shit that you don't know about. And when we're separated because of this stupid ass pandemic, I understand some of you can say, well, you can just talk on the phone. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody just don't operate like that. You know, I talk on the phone with Sean and my buddy Matt because they live a thousand miles away. That's all we can do is talk on the phone or FaceTime because we can't be face to face. Believe me, there is something to be said about being face to face, being able to touch someone being able to hug them, being able to feel their chemistry, their, their vibe next to you in the same room, in the same company. That's just been lost for a lot of people. And, uh, and it's heartbreaking. So what else? I, I, I think, I think, um, Another thing with community is, you know, the scripture talks about how iron sharpens iron. The rest of it says, so a man sharpens the continence of his friend. And what that scripture speaks about is having relationships close enough to where honesty is easy and vulnerability comes easy. And you're able to have a relationship where, you know, you're not going to always have somebody that agrees with you. I think this is so important. And, um, you know, if you're going to be my friend, you're going to have to disagree with me at some point. I'm going to have to disagree with you at some point. We have to. That's how we grow. That's how our, our how our continence is is sharpened. It's that's how we're able to to look more and more like Christ. Is if we have people in our lives that are able to uh, check us when we start going in the wrong direction, or even if it's not that deep, you know, just fuck, man, just just don't let me keep going down. Uh, a rabbit hole that's going to lead to my destruction if you're my friend. You know, you're going to have to tap me on the shoulder and say, look, bro, we got to talk about this. Something's got to give. Let's look at this a little bit differently. Let's get a different perspective. And let's see what maybe there might be a healthier alternative um, than where you're at right now. 
I think that's huge about community. Um, another one is, uh, you know, just, uh, I talked about vulnerability, you know, it, it, it all leads to feeling safe. That vulnerability only happens in a safe place. And there needs to be closeness of relationship in order for safety to be felt and maintained. I'm telling you, man, when you feel safe with someone that you're close to, that you can really, really lay your hair down, um, that safety is priceless. Where you're not fearing uh, ridicule or fearing uh, being exposed. You know, I mean, hey, man, I I can say some shit when I'm really angry. And I may not mean it, but I'm saying it anyway because it's how I feel at the moment. And I know I can't talk real to everybody. I I know we get pretty real on this podcast and we say some shit. Um... And if we don't mean it, we we check ourselves and we'll say it. Um, but in a safe relationship where there's true vulnerability and that there's safety, you man, you 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 get to that place where you you feel comfortable enough to say what you have to say, and not feel like you're going to be outed, or like somebody's going to berate you, or you're going to lose the relationship. Because of a feeling that you have. Now that kind of intimacy and closeness needs to be in a marriage, obviously. Right? Uh, You should be able to talk with your spouse that way. But believe me, it is just as great having that in your community of friends. Where you can say whatever the hell you need to say. And they're going to look at you and say, well, Heinz, that's fucked up. Say, you know, I wouldn't say it that way, and I'm sorry that you feel that way, but how about this? Here's another perspective. Um, and then I, I think the other thing is just, got it, in, in community, just, just the ability to share, you know, not just being on the receiving end of the safety and the uh, the support, but on the giving end of it as well, I think is just as important. That way, you know, it's not lopsided. I truly believe that every relationship needs to be a two-way street. It can't be just you receiving everything all the time. You need to be giving as well. And, and that's the benefit of a community, that it's give and take. It's give and take. It's recognizing that we all have our our, uh, our blind spots and our shortcomings and faults, but we support each other, that we're, uh, that we're correcting and uh, helping to adjust to one another and sharpening each other's uh, continents and, and all of that that I've said already. So so that I don't go into repetitious mode, um, I'm going to just say that I'm all for uh, Uncle Barry doing his, his 60th birthday party at Martha's Vineyard. I'm happy he's doing it. I'm happy that he's being celebrated by friends and family, no matter how many are there. I'm happy that they're testing everybody. 
and that they're being safe about it, regardless of the Delta variant and the fear mongering, the fear porn that's in the world right now. Um, to me, it communicates that he and his family and friends, they value community. They value one another and, uh, and the relationship that they have. And they're willing to brave the elements to celebrate a great man. So I hope that, you know, with this, like, if you haven't had a bubble all the way up to now, that you find one. Do what you got to do, man. We, we are social creatures. We're social beings. <laughs> After God made Adam, you know what he said about him? Out of all the cool things that he placed within Adam, he had one thing to say that wasn't good. He said, it's not good that man be alone. That's what he said. It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for you to be alone. It's not good for you to be isolated. And even this social distancing stuff, I get it, man. I get the whole six feet, no check. I get that. I do. But still, my argument is, man, sometimes you just need a hug. Go ahead, Lysol yourself afterwards. All this cute little fist bump shit that everybody's doing. I, I get it. I do. But I, I swear to God, man, the art of the handshake will never die for me. Because I'm going to want to shake your hand and look you in the eye. Because that's the way that my dad taught me. You know, you shake a man's hand, you look him in the eye. That's how you talk to men. That's how you talk to people. I mean, forget the men aspect of That's how you talk to people. Um, because we all crave intimacy. We all crave community. We all crave belonging. Because that's the way that God created us. He said, let us make man in our own image. He wanted that. The Hebrew word was uh, kononia. He wanted that intimate fellowship with us. That was the purpose. For intimacy. That's why you were created. For intimacy with God. And he created it with you or in you. And the way that we practice that intimacy is with one another. The only way that you can actually get good at intimacy with God is if you practice with other people. <laughs> I know that might be hard, a hard pill to swallow, but the scripture is very, very specific. Jesus said, how can you say that you love God but hate your brother? How can you love God who you have not seen, but hate your brother who you see. It's impossible. His message was, it is utterly impossible for you as a human being to, in any rational, mental, emotional capacity, to love God if you hate people. 
your intimacy with people is your practice for your intimacy with God. It's very clear scripture. So anyway, that being said, you were created to love. That's what you were created to do and to be close with people. And God, I get it. I get it. I get it. I totally get that we're in the middle of a pandemic. So what? Get your bubble close. Tighten it. Love on each other. It's people that are just craving physical affection. Man, just be a catalyst. Go ahead, take a shower first. Clean yourself up. Wear your mask if you're scared. If you have to, go for it. But have some physical contact. You know, I know I'm not preaching CDC guidelines right now, but hey, I'm not CDC. I'm the Michael Hines. That's who I am. V. The second one, not the first. Anyway, if you like this, let us know. We'd appreciate it. Episode 244 in the books. Happy birthday, Uncle Barry. And uh, you can catch us at unchurchpodcast.show. Our email is there. And Instagram and Twitter at unchurchpod. Uh, Drop us a like and a share. Five-star rating. And Ford, we love you a long time. Peace.